Good morning, everyone. Um, I wanted to uh, quickly record um, the daily podcast and just go over what I wrote about today. Um, about two weeks ago, I uh, interviewed Raul Paul, who's the CEO of uh, Real Vision Group and used to run a, a very large uh, macro uh, global fund. Um, and he predicted that uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus uh, would become the greatest financial event of our lifetime. At the time, a lot of people were basically questioning the kind of the salacious, the salacious nature of Raul's statement. Uh, but I don't think that's the case anymore. I think there's actually a lot more people that are now worried that he could be correct. Uh, and this really comes down to the country just grinding to a halt. Uh, it seems like every day there's new challenges for small businesses and individuals. Uh, we're seeing cities and state order bars and restaurants and other social venues to close. Uh, there's cities that are literally asking people to shelter in place and not leave their homes for any non-essential activity. Uh, it's just really hard to have material economic activity or growth when everyone's sitting in their homes for weeks at a time. And kind of you, you see the economy just grinding to a halt. And so recently we've been focused on kind of the macro economy and the Fed's actions, but today I want to talk about something that I think is really important and, and people need to get ahead of, which is the unemployment numbers in the United States have the potential to quickly match the numbers from the Great Depression. And so that sounds like a kind of ridiculous statement at a glance, but I want to walk through some math. And so the United States today has about 164 million people in the workforce and the unemployment and the unemployment rate is hovering around 3.5%. So about 5.8 million Americans are without a job, but still counted in the labor force. And so if you go through the statistics of the Great Depression, it was from August 1929 to March 1933, lasted about 43 months. Uh, the labor force was around 50 million people. Uh, it peaked uh, global unemployment around 24.9%, but the low of the US unemployment was 3.1% and the high was 247 so it goes without saying the Great Depression was really bad, but at the peak, one in four were unemployed. But the Depression started in 1929, where unemployment rate was actually really low, 3.1%. It's actually 40 basis points lower than where the United States was just last month. And so it slowly ramped from 3.1 to 8.7 uh, in 1930, 1931, 15.9%, 32 was 23.6%, 1933 was the 24.9% that everyone always um, kind of uh, points to. So there was this slow ramp, a relatively slow ramp from 3.1 to 24.9%, but that happened over five years. And so what I think people have to understand is that three of the five years of the depression actually had unemployment levels under 20%. And that doesn't mean that 8 to 20% unemployment levels is good. It just means that the peak number isn't a great representation of the entire period. And so today, the United States is sitting at 3.5% unemployment as of February, uh, about 5.8 million Americans, like I said. And so in order for us to hit 9, 15, or 25%, we'd have to see about 15 million, 25, or 42 million Americans go without a job. And so given that we only have 5.8 million unemployed today, these numbers feel astronomical or unattainable. Uh, but that actually might not be the case. And it left, if we just take a look at um, the hospitality and travel industry, there's plenty of other industries and businesses that are getting hurt. But just hospitality and uh, travel where the biggest blow. It's the fifth largest uh, industry in the United States. Uh, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, there's approximately 16.8 million people employed in the hospitality industry. And so if we start to see um, kind of these forced shutdowns and people not coming in, et cetera, what ends up happening is because these businesses are run on super thin margins, the owners of the business are forced to immediately fire majority, if not all of the staff, or to run at very deep losses due to the lack of material revenue. They don't have cash reserves. And so what you end up finding is that they end up firing majority, if not all of their staff. I've got a number of friends who run restaurants, et cetera, and that's what they're doing. And so if you look at anywhere between 10 to 75% layoffs in the accommodations and food services sector, 
What you find is U.S. unemployment, combined with what we already have, would end up between 45 to 11.2% U.S. unemployment. And so that sounds like, oh, that could be really, really bad. Um, but I don't think that we're going to see 50% of the accommodations and food services sector laid off, right? I do think that there's a good chance we could see at least 25%. Seems ridiculous today, but there's some early data points that suggest that that might not be that ridiculous. So LA Times published an article that recently stated 18% of respondents to a survey said that they've already lost their job or had their hours cut at work, meaning that they're, they're foregoing revenue or income. Um, and the uh, article goes on to state, quote, the proportion affected grew for lower income households with 25% of those making less than $50,000 a year reporting that they had been let go or had their hours reduced. So it's hurting people who make less money, right? Kind of service oriented jobs in um, uh, the traditional sense. So we're only two to three weeks into the COVID-19 slowdown, but we're already seeing double digit numbers of unemployment or earning losses being reported. Now, plenty of people will say those numbers are uh, not indicative of what's happening. It's a poll of less than 900 people. So let's keep going. And there are other data points servicing that suggest the jump in unemployment is going to be multiples from where they are today. So you could take a tweet that I included on the unemployment claims jumping almost 7x in the state of Ohio from last week to this week, right? Many people will just brush that off as an anomaly. But then if you go and you look at oh, wait a minute, this might be a national thing, right? I've included a tweet that shows that the Google search trends for the, quote, unemployment benefits has spiked materially over the last um, two days or so. And so this explosion for unemployment benefit Google searches would suggest that people are seeking relief after finding themselves without a job. Many people will still claim that the Google search trends aren't a great proxy for actual impact on unemployment. So then I've included a tweet that the state of Minnesota had 31,000 people apply for unemployment insurance in just the last two days. 31,000 people in just the last two days. Minnesota is roughly 1 60th of the U.S. population, and so if other states had a similar rate, that would be 1.8 million Americans applying for unemployment benefits or insurance within the last two days. And so that's crazy. It's the equivalent of 10% of the accommodation and food services sector, right? That would put us at 4.5% unemployment nationally if those numbers all kind of pulled out together. But this isn't an Ohio, Minnesota, or Google search thing. It's happening all over the country. In a recent Politico article, they stated, quote, in New Jersey, 15,000 people applied for unemployment benefits on Monday, a 12-fold in increase over normal levels. In Connecticut, nearly 8,000 applications arrived over the weekend, an eight-fold increase over the norm. Rhode Island officials reported Tuesday a five-day rise in claims due to the coronavirus from 10 to March 11th to, on March 11th to 6,282 on March 16th. Incredible, end quote. So incredible increases across the country. And it's not small increase. These are multiples from traditional levels. And so during the second year of the Great Depression, we saw 8.7% unemployment, which would be a 2.4% a 2.4x increase from our February unemployment numbers. It makes me incredibly sad to say it, but I do think that those types of numbers we could see by the end of Q3 this year. Year three of the Great Depression saw 15.9% unemployment, which would be 4.5x from our February numbers. Again, that type of increase over a long time period would be crazy, but the early days suggesting that we're already seeing those types of large increases on a multiple basis in just the last few days. So the government's not asleep at the wheel. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin went and told politicians uh, yesterday, the U.S. doesn't act now. We could see 20% unemployment numbers rather quickly. Why? Because remember, people are being forced to stay in their homes due to the coronavirus, and many businesses are being asked or forced sh to shut down operations. I've included a tweet. Somebody uh, tweeted at me last night. She, uh, I believe, lives in actually Minnesota. Um, she's got kind of a private car business. And she said, I went from record numbers for my business to no 
uh, to zero revenue in less than four weeks. Cancellations, which are normally infrequent, now set at 98% stretching into mid-April with no new reservations coming in. March is normally our busiest month of the year. These small businesses are experiencing incredible pain. And as I've talked to people about this issue over the last 24 hours, most are relatively calm about it because the general belief is that they would take quite a while for high levels of unemployment to take hold. The data is suggesting otherwise. It's actually telling us a much different and very scary story. I don't want to cause a lot of pain, uh, panic, or fear monger, but it appears that most investors are drastically underestimating the economic crisis we have on our hands. This is not going to be a few weeks of pain. It's likely to be months and months, if not years, of material slowdown in economic activity. Deutsche Bank just came out, and they're expecting uh, the mother of all recessions. Quote, the quarterly declines in GDP growth we anticipate substantially exceed anything previously recorded going back to at least World War II, end quote. Right? There's people who are saying increasing belief that U.S. GDP in Q2 will fall over 10%, with some forecasts as high as 13%. The myths about U.S. economy are finally being shattered. So again, I really hope I'm wrong here. I just don't think the data would support any other conclusion. The COVID-19 virus has literally stopped the world in its tracks. It has forced people to retreat to their homes and economic activity to fall off a cliff. The healthcare and science community is hoping that a vaccine can cure or a cure can be found quickly, but this thread tells us why that may be more than a year away. And I've linked to a thread. It's all about this imperial um, paper that uh, has been presented and it goes through kind of how the vaccine or the cure process works and the fact that it's going to take time to actually figure out the efficacy of something like this. And until that happens, it is likely we are going to have to kind of stay in this quarantine status um, or, or um, you know, kind of hybrid lockdown status. So this entire data exercise has been incredibly demoralizing. The world feels like it is collapsing in some weird way. I continue to remind myself that we've experienced worse things and we will get through this just like we overcame previous obstacles. There will be people in your life, whether family, close friends, or mere strangers that are going to go through tough times in the near future. Please be kind to everyone. You never know what others are going through today. Together, we are always stronger. So I really appreciate you guys listening to this. Please make sure you subscribe. I'll see you guys tomorrow.